Lord, save their precious souls. Fill them with joy and peace and heal the sick bodies and take away all the financial worries. You come to give us peace, Lord. And we praise and thank you who are here tonight. So we pray thy will be done in this meeting. And we give you all the praise and glory for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. Now, we've asked God now we're going to praise him. We've got a lovely chorus. And I'm sorry, Ken, is not on the chorus sheet. I'm sorry about that, but you'll know it. And if you don't know the chorus, and by the way, just la, 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 la. And make a joyful noise. It'll be all right. Go and sort it out. Because it's how it comes from the art, what matters. And this is it. Why don't you lift up your hands and praise the Lord? And sing it Praise him for his mercy. Praise him for his love. Great is the Lord and great is the praise. Lift up your hands and praise the Lord. So we'll get going. A nice rhythm, Arthur. Get ready, my duck. We've got a new drummer tonight. He's never played this one we did before.
Will you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Do you know it came to me that the, the power of the blood of Jesus Christ is the greatest force and greatest power in this world or in the next. And it's true, you know. I mean, there, there, there are powers of, of uh, governments and there are powers that be and there are powers that press you down and there, there are evil powers and there are oppressive powers. There's all these kinds of powers which we in this world from time to time reveal and powers. But thank God tonight the greatest power is the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, you know, um, it came to me as we were singing, you know, God just reveal these things, you know, as you're worshipping him, you know, he, he, just, he just reveals. And you know, John says, he, saw, he says, I saw uh, um, a multitude who had washed their robes and they were white and clean because they were washed in the blood of the Lamb. I saw a multitude that no man could number. And he says, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And you know, I thank God tonight that he gave me a testimony of Jesus. He says, they have the testimony of Jesus. And you know, these are the only folk that will be in heaven, they that have a testimony of Jesus. But I want to tell you tonight that there's power in the blood of Jesus. And you know, whether you like it or not, whether you want to be saved or not, or whether you're going to be born or not, it's nothing to do with you. It's the Spirit of God. It's the miracle of the living God by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I want to tell you tonight that the Holy Ghost is here. I want to tell you that the Spirit of God is here. You can read a bumble in your soul, can't you? It makes you want to, it makes you want to dance. It makes you want to skip. It makes you want to dance. It makes you want to praise your maker. You see, what God has done is brought us back again into a right relationship with the living God. We're in relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and this is what brings the joy in your soul. You know, but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. It says, I've anointed you with the oil of joy above your fellows. That's what Henry meant when he says he was ordinary Christian. But you see, when you're anointed with the oil of joy, which makes all the difference, you're extraordinary. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of extraordinary Christians in tonight, aren't there? Well, let's hear you praise the Lord. What do you think he's given you the oil of joy for? What do you think he's given it for? You might use it, express it. Glory be to God. This is what makes the communion. This is what this is what pleases the Father. Hallelujah. And you know, we're living in that day when at any moment Jesus might come. You all know that. You all know the signs of the times. You all read in uh, magazines and every time you pick one up it's about the second coming and it's so near. But you know, we're living in the day when, the, when uh, Jesus said there were ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. But five woke up before it was too late. And they realized, and you know, the, the realization comes to me as well, that we were filled with the oil of joy, not just to keep, but to shed to one another. The oil of joy has to be burning. It has to be active. You can't have, have oil and bury it. You've got to get the oil before Jesus comes. It's got to be shining. It's got to be burning. It says they took their lamps with them 
and, and they went in with the bridegroom. But the five that were foolish, they were shut out. Brother and sister, this is to Christians, this is the Holy Ghost Christians, this is message. Because, you know, a lot of folk have been uh, born again and filled with the Holy Ghost and anointed with the oil of joy. But, you know, gradually, if you're not on the watchtower, Jesus says, watch. In the last days, watch. He gives this word of warning, watch. You know, we've got a responsibility. It is not, it, everybody's not called to speak, everybody's not called to do this. But every born again, spiritual believer is called to witness for Jesus Christ and to be a witnesses. He says, you are called to be my witnesses. You know, Jesus, even when Jesus first started his ministry, the first thing he, he preached was, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me with oil. He hath, he hath anointed me, he hath sent me to deliver the captives, to bind up the brokenhearted, to loose uh, the, the, the captives that are bound and to loose those who mourn in Zion. And there's lots of mourners in Zion. There's lots of mourners in Zion, isn't there? There's lots of mourners in Zion. Go! You know, you know, you know, it, it, it overwhelms you when you think that the greatest power on earth is within you and within me. There's power in the blood. And he, 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 he washed us. He's transported us out of this world, and he will transport us out. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We know we're born again. We're not going to be born again next Monday night. Thank God he gave us a positive experience. I know my name. He says a new name is written up in glory. Well, thank God new names are getting written up in glory. And you know, it's wonderful. God doesn't make no mistakes. God doesn't make any mistakes, brother. Thank God he calls you, if he chose you, and he calls you to be his own. I thank God it's a privilege tonight to be called and chosen and to be anointed with this joy. Now this is it, this is it. We are the greatest force and the greatest power if we'll only bound together with this oil of joy, this unique thing, this wonderful thing within you. Know ye not that your bodies are temples for the Holy Ghost uh, to intercede in, to witness in, to walk in. Ye are the intercessors for the church before Jesus comes. He's dependent on you, brother. He's dependent on you, sister, to, to let the oil flow through your vessel. You, sometimes he says, you know not what to pray for as you are, but suddenly God puts something within you to pray for and spontaneously. You know, you can't say to yourself, well, now I'm not going to do any evil, now I'm not going to do this, now I'm not going to... The Holy Ghost is spontaneous in your life. He says, the love of God is shed abroad by the Holy Ghost. You can't be good of your own natural self because we were all born in sin, shaken in iniquity, and whether you like it or not, you're born after the old Adam, but thank God for the new Adam. Thank God for the new Adam, who brought in a better way. He brought in a way whereby he made us new creatures in Christ Jesus. New creations are formed within every man and woman when God takes them over. There's that power, there's that potential to overcome. Since they overcame, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. See that the temple is not defiled. 
see that your temple is clean for God. You young folk, you, you feel condemned about this? If you feel condemned, tell God about it. He won't just drag it off you. He'll show you the clean way, the right way, the, the, the way that will please him. And it will not only please him, but it will please you in the end. My uh, exhortation to you tonight is this. Just get this oil that gets you going and makes you keep going. Ever since he got it, he's never stopped. Now this is what you are, you want to get it. It doesn't matter what situation is in a way of being, it's just the same. It makes you go. And you're never ever the same again. spoke to me one day, convicted me of my past, which was full of sin, and I just couldn't get away from it. I fought for a long time, but the Lord was speaking to me, and I finally gave my life to Jesus. Since then, it, it hasn't been easy. There's been a lot of difficulties, but praise the Lord, he's still blessing me even when I go through difficulties. And I know when when I do go through difficulties, there's one person that I can trust, and that's the Lord. I just love him tonight for what I know of him, and I just know that whatever I'm going to learn, 
of the Lord. It's going to be good. Amen. Can I ask you a question, Peter? question, Peter. Are you one of those lads who has been delivered from the drugs from that? Yes. Now, when you tell them this is one of the drugs, I don't know. But I wanted to tell you, what I wanted to get home to this meeting is that God's in business today. Now, you can tell them why you was, Peter. I don't know. I'd like to hear it. I was involved in drugs because I was just sick of the world, to be honest. And this is the same for a lot of us at the Red House. We just looked at the world, we just couldn't find any love. We couldn't find any truth. And the only truth and the only love and the only joy and the peace that I've ever had, and the truth, this is the truth, is Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's the same for, well, you can just go to the Red House and ask 19 more of us. And it's the only way, the only way to be saved from drug addiction. Without them. Yeah. How did you come to be delivered from it? Where did you, where did you pick you up, Peter? What happened? Well, it's, it's rather a strange story. This. Well, I just, 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 just drop it. We don't go along. Yeah. I took an overdose of pills, and I was lying in a somebody's house, which I burgled. Didn't know what I was doing. I didn't care what I was doing. And uh, I was in a hospital for three days and then in prison for five months. And I wrote to Vic Ramsey and folks at the Red House while I was in prison. And they accepted me. And, uh, you know, I just came there and saw the love of Jesus for what it was. Truth. tonight and Ron's come from old all the way to old and going back again tonight. No good in me coming here if it didn't work. He's been at work all day. It works. And you know, apart from, you see, it says in the word of God, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So whatever you're thinking about, they're wrong. <laughs> my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. So whatever you're thinking about, you're wrong. Just let God come in. Yeah. Say, come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and save me now. And you can take him to bed with you. you can take him to work with you, and you'll feel good about it. And people say, what's happened to you? The first thing God does when he gets hold of you, takes you to the beauty parlor, makes you good looking. And we need it, don't we? It does. You see, anybody who's really born again in the spirit, they happy fool. That's my wife. Because <laughs> this starts to tell me didn't want to. But it's God that does this. Yeah. We have to quit trying. Jesus said, only believe. Only believe. Oh, it's so simple. It's so simple. Well, have I got to join your crowd and then come to your meeting every week and go to chapel and share you've got to nothing of the soul. Don't know as you want you. We're not bothered about that. What we're bothered about is that you might inherit this eternal life. Yeah. It's a free gift. And yet we've been trying to do it all our life to be good, to get to heaven, 
Quit trying to be good. Take the good one in you. Take Jesus Christ to save you. Get the right one in control and you do the right thing. My mum's in glory now, but she used to try and make me a good lad. She didn't get very far with it, but one day God took me over and he did the job right. And I don't keep myself, it's the Spirit of God. It's the Holy Spirit. In about 1951, I went on Mansfield Marketplace, just Con and I. There was nobody else. We were standing for this liberty and people started to flop round us. And we saw one little girl just there. So sweet little girl she was. She did look nice. It was this one. <laughs> and she'd just been saved. And she did look lovely. She does. How was it? She was 15. How many years ago? <laughs> 23 years ago. Now that does this gospel work? Is it emotion? Is it excitement? 23 years ago, she was on Mansfield Market, a place I didn't know her. Con and I were there, just something like this. We got so many people around us, we couldn't play jolly cordy in the swamp round us. Then we had to the police to control the crowds. This thing works! Yeah. We've been going ever since, and it's still working, and it's working on you lot tonight. You'll never be the same again, and it'll save you right. It'll do you good. It'll do you all good. You can't buy it, it's free. And it's God moving by his spirit. You'll thank God we have these meetings here because you're going to feel a lot better for it. And you're going to be a lot healthier too. And you're not going to keep it to yourself, you're going to pass it to others. Isn't it wonderful? Well, here's Violet. She was a sweet little girl. Well, give us a kiss, Violet. Bless you. Bless you. She came home and got filled with the spirit in my armchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll tell them what it's like. You know, it just thrilled me tonight, you know, when I saw these young folks praising God, you know, because, you know, there is power in praising, there's victory in praising, in fact, there's a life in praising God tonight, you know, it did, I'll just give you a little word of my testimony, you know, because it's nice to know where your life begins, you've heard that television programme, this is your life, well, this is my life, you know, from 15 year old when God saved me and baptised me in the Holy Ghost, you know, I'd only been saved a few weeks in a little art shop at Westgate in Mansfield Market, just off the Mansfield Market, and we used to come out about 8 o'clock, and this night I walked down onto the market, and I just saw Henry and Con, and to me, I don't know why, it looks a bit bigger now, but to me it looks so small as I walked <laughs> walk down to the market, you know, and Con side of him, and I thought, you know, it, it amazed me that two people dare stand in a market square, you know, one playing an accordion and one singing for the glory of God. You know, and God spoke to my heart that night, and you know, I'd got, I felt I didn't know what it was, I wasn't baptised in the Holy Ghost, but I felt a wonder, you know, I felt as though what they'd got I wanted, you know. And there was a brother named Albert Slay, quite a lot of you know him, you know, and Henry said, well, why don't you bring her over for a weekend to our house, you know, well, off I went to Newark one weekend after the opening on a Saturday night. Well, I've never, I've never known anything quite like it. In fact, I thought I'd walked into a new world, you know, when I had my breakfast, I'd got a little tray, uh, my breakfast plate, Henry got my breakfast for me because he was taking me off somewhere on a Sunday morning. And he says, you've never ate, uh, eaten egg and bacon with so much glory on your soul. And as soon as I picked my cup up, he says, you've never drunk a cup of tea with so much glory on your soul. Well, when you're not baptised in the Holy Ghost, you know, you begin to wonder, because every time I saw glory, I read glory, and it begun to register, and every time I picked up my knife, he said, praise the Lord, well, you know, me, you know, my mind was just saying, praise the Lord, you know, hallelujah, you've never done this with such much glory until in the end, you know, I just knew, that I just felt something happening to me. 
And then we came home and we had dinner and we sat in the afternoon, we wasn't having a meeting, nobody did anything to me, but the power of God was really working. I always remember it now, Con was sat at the side of the fire with a, on a little puffy thing, you know, reading the word of God, just to herself, and, and I was just sat on the other side of the room and Henry was tooting around on his accordion playing blessed quietness, holy quietness, and all of a sudden, it wasn't quiet any longer, nobody prayed for me, the Holy Ghost just came down and baptised me with the Holy Ghost, and Betty and Roy came in, and you know, I don't think any of us could eat tea, I was trying to eat it, and I praised God, and, and I just couldn't, in fact, I couldn't give my testimony on Mansfield Market that Sunday night, because it was three days before I could speak in my own language, you know, it was, it was terrific, it was dynamic, you know, and it goes on today, it's still working, and still operating in, in my life, this, you know, today, and it's just wonderful, and it just thrills my soul, you know. I want to see those young folks praising God. Well, keep on praising God. It's just wonderful. And you know, tonight when Con was talking about giving things up, you know, I thank God because, you know, when your Holy Ghost takes over you and with no reservations, you know, I, when I first was baptized, you know, I used to have reservations. I used to give so much, but I used to hang on to a little bit just in case, of, you know, just in case I wanted it. But, you know, when you give over to the Holy Ghost tonight with no reservations, I'll tell you, you won't have to give a thing up because they'll just give you up because I tell you, nothing that's unclean, nothing that's not of God can live where the Holy Ghost is. If you're given 100% over to the Holy Ghost tonight, it's just wonderful. You'll find, you know, it's just wonderful in these meetings, you know, when the Word Spirit of God is working, you may not feel anything happening to you tonight, but you may find it tomorrow. When you perhaps lose your temper over something, you find it. You don't lose it anymore. Well, I tell you, there's a deliverance in that in the meeting. You're not forced to be lame tonight to be delivered. You know, you can be delivered from anything, and it's just wonderful, and I thank God for it. You know, I used to be a very impatient person. I used to get very impatient with folks and with things, you know, and one day, you know, I realised that God had delivered me, and he's given me more patience now than I know exactly what to do with it. It's just wonderful. You know, my dad is gone to glory now, bless him, but, you know, he used to say to me, you know, if I could say, oh, you know, God delivered or God healed somebody, he used to say, don't be amazed. As an Holy Ghost born-again Christopher, you should be more amazed if he doesn't. And, you know, it's true, isn't it, folks? It's true, you know, we should be more amazed if God's not doing it. We shouldn't be amazed if he is, because it's a miracle working God tonight. He's wonderful, isn't he, folks? He's wonderful, and I love him, bless him. Hallelujah, isn't he wonderful? He's wonderful, hallelujah. You know, we sing a chorus, you know, I will enter his courts with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his gates with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, for he has made me glad. And you know, he has made us glad, hasn't he, tonight? He's thrilled as he's baptized with the Holy Ghost. He's given us something to live for, and I love him. I'm glad that I walked down onto that market, you know, when I was 50 years old. Since then, I, I met a... Um, my husband who came to Henry's meetings in Newark and I went to live in Newark and I met him and God wonderfully blessed us and we love one another and our home is where we can talk free and where we can love Jesus, where we praise God together, you know. I've got three poor children actually, three boys and one little girl, you know, my oldest one is getting 50 to 50, well he's 15 now, you know, and I know that one day God's going to save him, you know, I can feel the spirit of God working on me, tries to resist it, you know, but I can see him moving, I can see a change coming over him, even now before he knows himself, and I thank God, you know, because I, you know, I desire for everybody, for every young person in Newark, in, in this meeting tonight, to get to know God, you know, because it's more thrilling. You know, our brother from the Red Arch, you know, we've had a, a young girl in the maternity wing where I work in Newark, you know, and I wasn't on duty at the time, but I could feel the impact when I went back of that young lass. There wasn't anybody, there wasn't a nurse, there wasn't a sister on that wing that didn't know how Jesus had saved her and what he'd done for her. You could feel it when you got back. In fact, I think she'd invited the old staff of the Red Arch to the fellowship meeting. This is what Jesus can do, isn't it? It makes you want to talk about him. It makes you want to tell folks how wonderful he is. And I love him tonight. Praise the Lord. Thank <laughs> you.
amazing that she's here. I haven't seen her for years, but she's here. One got delivered right back all these years ago. 1950, I think it was. Jean, come and tell what God did for you. Never forget to kill her back. No! She's looking at me. But it shows it's a quick one, you. Well, it's a quick one, it's a tremendous testament. I know. But now we're going to Can I say what shall I leave out? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank God tonight that I'm here. That young man is nothing to worry about. If God can take me, he can take anybody. No. And that's literally. 1949 I got saved and the day I got saved I got knocked down by a car and landed in hospital smashed to pieces and the Lord healed me of that I've been delivered, I've been saved but the best part about it all it doesn't get, you know, sadder you don't get let down after a bit and you don't feel that when you're on your own and you haven't got plenty of backers up that you're going to be lost because it doesn't work that way when you become part of this body the body of Jesus Christ when you belong to the Lord, you're part of them, whether you're with them or whether you're not. I met, Henry came to my house the other night to see if I, if I was coming tonight. I haven't seen Henry for a long time. But as soon as I saw him, it was there. It's just as if I'd never missed seeing him. I mean, I've seen uh, Violet tonight. I haven't seen Violet for years. But it's just there, just the same. And the Lord, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I didn't want it. I thought it was all up in the air. I didn't even understand it. I didn't want it. I got it whether I wanted it or not. And they never got no sleep because of it. They were only trying to explain to me something and I got a headache and I wanted to go to bed. And Con said, in this house nobody goes to bed with a headache. I'm only 16 and it sounded, you know, so I let her get on with praying for me. Never expected anything to happen and it all happened all of a sudden. It's not something you work up inside. When the Holy Ghost fills you, it comes down on you. And he fills you without any emotion. You don't get all clapping and you get all worked up and you have a good sing and then they come. So it doesn't come like that. When the Holy Ghost fills you, he fills you. It's not an emotion in a meeting. It's the Holy Ghost fills you outside the meeting. The Holy Ghost fills you when you're doing your ordinary work. Well, I've had all sorts of jobs and the job I do now is home health. I go in people's houses. People say, I don't have to tell them I'm a Christian. I don't have to tell them what I've got. They just say, well, you've got something because you haven't told me what it is. When I say, well, it's the Lord, they say, well, everybody's a Christian. These are old people. All my life I've been a Christian, but I've never felt the way you feel. So you get to testify. Not because you go in and start preaching the, the Bible to them or pushing it down their throats. People ask for it. If you've got something and they want it, they'll ask for it. I've got four teenagers in my house. I've got a family all growing up. Now, if they go to and have a good time, they talk about it, and everybody says, oh, I'm going there because you get something when you go there. Well, that's the way it is with the Lord. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, everybody wants it. Everybody wants to jump the bandwagon and get in on it. And when you've got it, you know you've got it. And I do thank God tonight. I've been through many trials and tribulations. I can write a book, Henry knows. And it would be so strange and you wouldn't be able to understand it. You'd think it was all a fairy story. But I've come through and I've come through on top. Not through any merit of my own. Because I just couldn't do it. I wasn't the type of person to be religious. I wasn't, I'd never been a religious person in my life. I've always been the one that wanted to be different to everybody else. 
I've never been able to follow the leader, you know. I've always had to be the leader. But I do thank God tonight for what he's done for me. And it's real. Don't kid yourself. It's not just this clapping and singing. It's real. And I thank God for it. Didn't they put you in Boston one time where they couldn't nothing with it? She's one of what was in Boston could have nothing with her at all. She's in serious trouble with God delivered it. But it shows it last, doesn't it? Well, if we can save Jean, there's hope for anybody. Praise the Lord. Now, there's a young lady up there. Come on, my darling. You're there. Say, daughter. Come on, sweetheart. Yeah, she's number one. Show that you've got Just a quick one, my daughter. There she is. She's been saved, I don't know, about 12 months now. Give her another good one. I know you're in jealous. There you are, sweetheart. Oh, praise the Lord. I've been in stage seven months now. And I've been everybody talking about her. They never wanted to be religious. Well, uh, there's another one. And I've never ever wanted to be religious, you know. Uh, that song, Give Me the Old Time Religion, I was just saying to my mum today, well, they can keep it, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want any old time stuff neither. I want teenager stuff and this teenager stuff. You know, um, last one, well, last week I was down in Norwich. Not the week that just come, the week before. And uh, I was staying with Bob and Teresa, um, one of the Pinlock uh, family, and uh, I was sat around the table and I said, I'm going to a pop concert when I go back. And uh, this was last Sunday I went. And uh, they looked at me and they said, they were saying, oh, you know, pull the other one, it's got bells on it. And they were going on and uh, they didn't believe me. And I was a bit shocked. And they sort of went on as though they couldn't, it would be so silly for me to do such a thing like that. It would be something awful. And I said, I'm going, honestly. And it, I was getting quite agitated because they didn't believe me. Anyway, I went. And um, they found out that actually I was going. And you know, they sat and they prayed for me that I wouldn't enjoy it. Well, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to go to the rotten thing. And I got there and I sat there and I thought, oh, what a stupid lot. And I couldn't even let myself dance when I stood near the open doors. Whereas with the concerts I've been to before, I've been there screaming and waving my hands and crying and going to. And, and this one, I stood at the back and I thought, nah, I've done that. And I didn't enjoy it at all. You know, and, and, I, and you know, my mum always says, you know, if you're not drinking from the waters of salvation, well, you'll drink somewhere else. And you do, you know, even though I've, I've been saved seven months, you still, you do, you just go off onto your little side track. And I find that wherever you go, even though I did go to the concert, all I thought was, was about Jesus. Yeah. And you know, while I was there, the noise was terrific. I mean, the first one I went to, I stood that far away from the biggest amplifier, and it's all that it didn't blow the eardrums out. And on this one, I really realised how noisy it was. And I thought to myself, if the Lord was to come now, I wouldn't hear him. Because the noise, I couldn't hear anything else. My ears were ringing with the noise. And I was stood right at the back, right out of the way. And I thought to myself, well, I shouldn't be here. If I can't hear the Lord, 
I shouldn't be here. And that's what I find, you know, you find yourself in some places where your mind can be taken up with other things and you're not going to hear the Lord. Well, you shouldn't be in them places and you shouldn't be thinking them thoughts. And that's what I find out, you know, because the Lord was with me there. He went to that pop concert with me. I'll take him to bed with me. I'll take him everywhere with me. And I wouldn't want to take him anywhere like that, man. I don't want to. I wouldn't want to take my Jesus into a pub only to give him to somebody, to, to bring them out. But, I mean, where you go, you take the Lord. And what you do, the Lord does with you. And I find that now, you know, really got to book my ideas up. Because, you know, I've been thinking a bit slack, you know, that man who, who took his shorts off because he thought, because um, the Lord told him it was wrong. And he couldn't see anything wrong in it. Well, the Lord had to do away with my earrings. And the Lord's had to do away with a lot of my ideas and my ways. And I'm glad he has. Because I know that Jesus is coming soon, you know. He is coming soon. And I knew before I saved Jesus was coming, before anybody bothered preaching to me. And you know, I was terrified. Well, not anymore. I just love Jesus. You know, it's no good being terrified of it. It's going to happen anyway. So, we're either going to stop down here, or we're going to get ready for it, because we can't stop it. So let's just get ready. Now I remember the night I got the joy and I laughed in bed and I had to go down the sheets because I began to laugh that loud. Well, I'm glad I've got the joy. You know, I've got the joy tonight because I can feel it. And I love you all. Anyway, amen. You know, I love Jesus. I really do. I really love Jesus. And he's coming for me. And I'm just not going to worry about it because it's going to happen anyway. And I love you all. And I'm glad to do anyway. Amen. Bless about a month and we were in history lesson and history lesson's absolutely boring and I thought well the Lord's not boring and I turned around to Jane and I started talking to her about the Lord while he was telling us about the second world war I was telling her about the second coming of the Lord <laughs> all Jane sat there her eyes glued to me and she seemed very interested so I carried on and, uh, and I carried on and on and um, yeah, I didn't really talk to her for all that long but it seemed like a long time really. I said, would you like to go to a meeting? And she says, yes I would. Well, she had a lot of trouble with the parents, didn't you? They wouldn't let her come. And uh, anyway, she did get saved and it says, you know, that you can't, you mustn't deceive to get what you want. So I thought, well, we're not going to deceive. So we didn't deceive, did we? I asked her along to, uh, to a film, The Crossing the Switchblade. And uh, we saw this film, and it must have affected her. It did affect you, didn't it, Doc? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, the film affected Jane, and Jane affected me anyway, because I enjoyed myself. 
And anyway, there was a calling after, and uh, that's where all, well, I, I don't know how she felt and what come from that. I think that's for Jane to tell you what happened from the uh, crossing the switchblade film. But there was a calling, and uh, she was saved, bless you, wasn't you? Yeah. No, you tell them, you tell them. I can't tell you what you felt Well, it was just if somebody had taken over me, and well, and it was the Lord somehow, I don't know why, but I just did. And it was inside me, and I, I couldn't get it out, and I don't want to get it out. <laughs> and the funny about the church, for you couldn't come to me, you go and tell them what happened. Well, what do you mean? Well, I understand that she couldn't, her parents wouldn't let her come to any meetings, so she listened to tapes, is that right? She listened to glory tapes at home, and that's what's kept her going, isn't it wonderful? And it's the first meeting she's been to, isn't it wonderful? Yeah. Now, this is what God's doing with the young folk. There's a new blood, a new generation coming up. It's, it's very exciting, really, isn't it? To now you can see one thing that's been dead for years, there's a move among the young folk. And I'm excited about it. Tana was a move because I'll start going for and popping up there and getting a bit older. We, we all keep getting a bit older, you know, but there's one thing about it, I'm ready. Uh, but I want to see a mighty revival before I do pop up. Because it's only, it's only been transferred and been promoted, you see, that's all it is. It's no death to a Christian, it's the Lord. Go on, give him a clap, thank you. exciting what God's doing. Do you know there's some lovely lads up here? You saved? And you saved? And you saved? And you saved? And you saved? Well, three, four, the five of you come down here quick. What's your name? Teach? Nigel Atkinson. Nigel Atkinson. This is our Nigel, is it? Tell me what it's like to be saved, Nigel. Come on. Well, we was at the dance and Dave, where he's a friend of mine, and he come told us about being filled with the Holy Spirit and that and I just, it just filled me that and I just couldn't get it out of me. I went to his house and I've been with the lords for about a month now. A month! A month! Filled with the Spirit! A month! Now, have you noticed what he said? You see, there's been so much of this religion in the past. Friend of mine, and he come, told us about being filled with the Holy Spirit and that. And it's nice to see you, lad. Tell him what. Oh, you're the one from Thorpe, eh? Come on. This chap come to me at Thorpe, he says, on the platform, I said, you've done so much to me. <laughs> well, it's no good having a meeting if someone's done that, is it? And you're the one, are you? Well, bless you. Come on, you've got your own testimony. Come on. Come on, to the mic. Speak up, please, lad. No, it's me. This Dave kid again, you see. Coming in on it again. Same one who saved him is my cousin, Mike, and... Well, he'd been talking to me for a bit about this... About being saved, because he'd been saved for a while at university, like. And he come home and he started preaching. You know, I just dismissed it. Well, I knew... You see, there's this calling for me. This is what I wanted, and I knew this is what I wanted, but... I won't let myself go to it. I was holding myself back. Oh, no. And I, you know, I knew I was, but I just won't let myself go. And then I was watching this school football match once, and he started coming up and started preaching to me. And I was just sick of my life, you know. I was just looking for something, <coughs> and I just couldn't find it. 
and Dave offered the Lord work, you know. Dave told me about the Lord again, how he can, how he can fill you and, and give you a name in life, you know, give you something, something what's been missing yeah. throughout your life. And I just, I just prayed then that, it, you know, I just confessed my sins and confessed that the Lord died on that cross for me. And that was it. I just felt this thing go through me. There's something like a, like a corkscrew spinning through me, you know. Fantastic. I just felt clean again, you know. And like, like, they, say, like they say, your body's a temple, that's what I felt. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, uh, God's changed my life completely. I live for the Lord now, because I know that's the only way. And, uh, well, I can't, I, there's not much I can say really, it's just that he's changed my life completely. And the Lord's everything to me now, and I just can't imagine living without him now. And I praise his name all the time, and, you know, uh, there's a lot being said about the second coming well. I knew about it as well. Um, and I was, and it frightened me as well. But now I know it's, I'll be near God soon. And there's nothing which means more to me than that. And, you know, my life is all for the Lord now. And that's all that's, that means anything to me. One now, there's one, and uh, four older boys in our family, and I was uh, seemed to be the other one now because I was the only one who wasn't a Christian at the time. So um, my brother Paul and um, Mark and Howard, they were Christians, and I thought, oh well, they'll grow out of it. And it's just a passing, another one of their passing crazies. But they didn't, and um, they used to have these prayer meetings in the house, and I was just sitting in bed doing nothing. After we had a rather pretty, you know, pretty heated argument with my father, who now I think is turning to the way of the Lord, thank be to God. And um, I decided to go down and see what they were doing, and they were having a prayer meeting. So I went down and I joined in. And um, I went to bed that night and I read my Bible, and I realized that the only way was through Jesus to go to heaven. And so I sat in bed and I prayed. And then I realized that if I didn't really go to the Lord and ask him and confess that I was a sinner and he was the only way to heaven, I'd never get to heaven. And I wanted to be with the Lord in heaven when I finished on this earth. So he did it. My name's Mark and I'm these two brothers and yes, everybody's brother. Speak up then, Mark, shout it out. And, uh, well, uh, my brother and this friend of his Dave came home from university and uh, I went to a prayer meeting because they'd be talking about the Lord and I thought, what idiot, you know, go away. <laughs> I was shoving them away all the time. And uh, I was, these, 
these people, this pranic, would pray and they really love the Lord and uh, I, I wanted it, yeah, real bad. And so I went to, I was on the way back home in uh, Dave's car and we stopped and laid by and uh, I asked the Lord and uh, and he just, I was like an empty shell and he's like a light and he just had to fill me. And I just wanted to love him all the time. I just, I'm so happy now. I, I just want to thank him and praise him all the time. I just can't express it. I just love him so much. I feel like first oh, yeah. <laughs> Marvellous what God's doing. Hey, Come on. Let's help us. Let's just take up the offering now while we're here. By the way, whatever money you give, we pay our expenses and the rest is used for our evangelistic work to spread the gospel in advertising and different ways. And it's bringing forth wonderful fruit. So whatever you give, it'll be used for the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Now, what shall we have? Okay, sir. I'll tell you what we'll sing. We'll sing on how we are to the tune It's a long way to Tipperary. Number 33 on the sheet. Everything in Christ is, is 
just the opposite to us. And uh, again, Henry said something tonight, he mentioned two men, I think most of us have read about him in the papers, have made headlines, that's Dr. Cogan and the man they're calling the Red Bishop. Uh, the both spoke a lot of truth, we can't deny that. Uh, the, the Red Bishop spoke a lot of truth, and in in one thing that he said was, if a communist government was to be elected in this country tonight, the whole of the West End of London would be wiped out in one go. And that means that it would take away the houses of ill fame, and without me mentioning any deeper, you older folk know what I'm talking about, all the pornography and people who are making millions of pounds out of them uh, would be moved away from the face of the earth. All these words are very, very true. They would be. But God said, my ways are not your ways and your ways are not my ways. Now, if we look at communism in this state, we could say that these words were very commendable and this is what needs to happen in this country of ours. And there was never a bigger lie told than that. Because God never takes away from a man the very thing that he's leaning upon. God takes the man away from that and gives him something better. If you try to take away from a man his, his beer and hope that that's going to uh, solve his problem, we've got another thing coming. If we think that we're going to, by taking away or banning drugs in this country, we're going to cure drug addiction, then we've got another thing coming. Because God never did these things to any man, but Christ does a new work in a man's heart that he no longer depends upon these things. And this is the difference between Christianity and this mock uh, answer to the need in this land of ours, which is called communism. And I thank God for a living uh, relationship with Jesus Christ and know this to be true. Because, you know, I was, as these many uh, people are, I never uh, entered into drug addiction, thank God that I didn't, but I entered into everything else that there was that this life could offer. In my younger days, I never heard of drugs. If I had, I would probably have run after them also. But everything that there was going, I ran after. And you know, the thing was, that I, as I was sat there tonight, I was thinking about my life, and I was thinking, you know, that I knew that I was filthy. I knew that I was a liar. I knew that I was a thief. I knew everything about me, but the difference was I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. And you know the thing is that when we come into the presence of a living God, we know that we're dirty. We begin to feel that we're dirty. And this is the difference when we feel that we're dirty. When you feel that you're a sinner, when you feel that you have a need of God, you know you can sit in a meeting and know that you're a sinner. You can sit in a meeting and know that you have need of Christ in your life. When you sit in a meeting and feel that you have a need for Christ in your life, you'll know that the Holy Spirit is working upon you. And this is what really matters. You know, I thank God that somebody told me about Jesus when I was lost. And you know, they didn't try and condemn 
the things that I was doing, they, they didn't condemn my drinking and my gambling and all these things. They didn't condemn them and tell me that all these things was leading me to a lost eternity, but they told me that I needed Jesus and that Jesus loved me. You know, when I took him into my heart and into my life 20 years ago, thank God, that I felt that I needed Jesus. And this was the difference. I probably, sometime in my life when people had told me about God, I probably realized I needed God. I perhaps felt I needed God uh, uh, at some time or other, but you know, when the Holy Spirit moved upon my heart and I felt I needed a Savior and God washed away my sin and that was the difference. So thank God tonight that I know that Jesus is the answer to the problems of this life. No matter what the, the, the Red Bishop says, they're all saying that communism will be the answer to our problem. And I'll tell you tonight, he's speaking truth every one of you that, that's a businessman tonight you know that if communism comes in tomorrow you'll be the first man that will go up against the wall after the Christians they'll do away with all that they'll take away your land and everything that you've worked hard for they'll take it all away and try and cause an equalization in this land that can't happen but you know God when Jesus comes into your heart and into your life he washes us over anew and thank God tonight you know when uh, Violet was saying tonight that we hold nothing back from Jesus. We just let him take everything. This is what communism wants to do, you know, in the wrong way. It wants to take everything. You know, Christ wants us to give everything to him, to give our lives over to him, that he might wash us over anew. You know, I, I feel tonight that there's no need for me to speak, that everything's been said as needs to be, to be said, that there's... I've been blessed by listening to testimonies and just looking at people's faces and seeing how Christ has changed your lives and blessed you. But I know that Christ is a living reality tonight and is wonderful to me and is wonderful to my wife and is wonderful to my family. Yeah, we're saying some, uh, I think it was Denise was brought it up the other day about how long they gave me when I was first saved. Uh, the longest it was ever given me to uh, live a Christian life or to go on in the way that it was going was three months. Well, that was 20 years ago. And Jesus is more real to me tonight than he's ever been. I love him, you know, and it thrills me. You know, I was um, just reading the scripture tonight. I'll, I'll just read it to you because it, it blessed me. I want to pick up the word of God and just quietly not, not to, to, you know, to give you something, but to get something myself. And sometimes when uh, we get something ourselves it's such a blessing you know there was a time in my life i must confess this because the wife might tell you i don't there was a time when i couldn't agree with the writings of the apostle paul <laughs> i couldn't I, I just couldn't agree with him i didn't want to read about him and uh, I, if i did read any of his letters you know oh, i used to get really irritated and worked up about it but you know the thing was that my life wasn't right with God, and it was. And you see, and so it, it was rubbing against mine, and Paul was speaking to me truth, so it was rubbing me up the wrong way, and I wouldn't agree with him. But you know, as I've gone in with God, and, and God's blessed my life, the more I read uh, what Paul said, the, you know, the more I can say, Amen, brother. Amen, brother. I can say amen, brother, because, you know, although I've never met him, he's a brother of mine, and one day I shall see him in glory. Bless the Lord. And it said, when he was talking to the Corinthians, if any of you want to read it, it's in Second Corinthians and uh, the sixth chapter. We then, as workers together with him, bless the Lord, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, 
and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation, giving no offense in anything, that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in affliction, in necessities, in distresses, in strife, in imprisonment, in turmoil, in labors, in watching, in fasting, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by loving faith, unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness, on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Bless the Lord. You know, in this piece of scripture alone, there's a wonderful depth of truth. And this is talking about our ministry as being laborers together. And we talk about uh, it, the uh, Christian way can't be a joyful way. It can't be a way of hallelujah and glory and praise the Lord. Well, it says it can here. <laughs> praise the Lord. I'm thrilled about Jesus tonight. And I know that he's coming back for me. And I know, and I can say amen to what has been said tonight, that every one of you, Every one of you, whether you feel it or not, every one of you, all along the back row and every other row, you'll never ever be the same again because you've come into the presence of a living God. Yeah. And I tell you, when you go away from this meeting, God is going to start to talk to you and he's going to challenge you and he's going to make a man of you. He'll make a man of you. I'll tell you that, he'll make a man of you. He'll make a man of you. You may think you're a man now, but he'll make a man of you. I used to think I was. Thank God that God found that where I thought I had a backbone, I only had a wishbone. And I know that Christ is alive tonight. You'll never ever be the same again.
got so mad, she fetched the car out and drove it through our crowd to scatter us. She, I saw her after she said, that ain't the way to preach the gospel. And our two brothers who were parsons, they don't do it like that. <laughs> they ain't got to join it like that. Well, it's just us, you see. Word of God is moving in this place. Honestly, it is. You are privileged to be and I'm privileged. Oh, I do thank God for being here tonight and to yeah. seeing you. Yeah. And we can tell you with open hearts that we love you. Yeah. And we thank you for coming right from Middlestow and right from Scunthorpe and, and from Hove, brother Ron here. And they've come a long, long way. We, we, we do thank you. And he's got to go back to all tonight. He's just come for this meeting, him and Vera. Just come before the meeting. And people come hundreds of miles for this. I met a man up in Peter Ellis. I've come 5,000 miles to your meeting, Henry. Why? It's not Henry. It's the Spirit of God. Yeah, a big businessman up yeah. in a tremendous, you got about half a million, a million ten every year, a tremendous way of business you've gotten. There he comes, just so humble. God is saving souls today. He's moving in old time power. Thank God that I've seen it. I tell you, it's a new move of God. And I come across this book dynamite here, what I've got here. I thought, my, that's good, I'll sell that. I'll sell 500 of these at the moment. I think I've sold about 400. And do you know they are a blessing? I would to God tonight that every one of you took a dynamite home with you. In fact, you shouldn't take one, you should take two, because it's a shame to sell one, really. You should know less than two, really. I've sold them in 50s and 100s. Because you see, you'll enjoy it so much and you want somebody else to read, you say, well, I can't part with that. Well, you keep that one and sell them the other one. <laughs> so I've got some dynamite here tonight and we have a bookstore later on and I want you to buy a dynamite. It'll bless your soul. It'll teach you how to praise the Lord. And the secret of it all is in praising God. It's the old-fashioned way of praising God. Lift up your weary hands and praise the Lord. And then I'm so pleased they told me from the press some time ago when I met them in the street, they said, it's coming to pass only what you said 25 years ago. Men and women stand to praise God. Thank God there is a move. We're not going to be taken over the colonies. We're going to stand fast for the glory of God. A nation is made up of individuals. Praise the Lord. I know, I sometimes wish I'd been in Parliament, but I think I've got a bigger job than being in Parliament. I do, I, I, I enjoy this. I enjoy, I've got something to fight for. There's something in me that keeps burning and burning and burning. Glory to God. Hallelujah! Oh, there's a chorus said, I feel like fire should have been my home. Praise the Lord. Now, Arthur, something's happened to you. Come and have a little test of me. Come on, my man. Here's Arthur. God bless you, brother. He's never been on the platform before like this. But God is saving businessmen and the glory of God because businessmen must go to heaven. There's another one down there. They're all the jolly auction. Here, Arthur. Tell them what like that's what we Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> In my 
my case, I can't even claim to have been a Christian like Henry was. In fact, I rejected it since the age I can remember, about seven, I think. And I used to be dragged along to these old churches. Everything was mournful and blackwash. I went to school and I had to go to church twice on Sundays. And I hated it. And I rejected it. And as soon as I was free from having to go, I never went again, apart from the old funeral and the wedding. <laughs> he passed me by for about 50 odd years. When Henry threatened to call me up here this evening, I started to get butterflies in my stomach. <laughs> what am I going to say? And I thought, well, I put my hands in the life of Jesus, my life in the hands of Jesus, I should say. Uh, he'll give us some words to say, so I'm praying now that he will. <laughs> Unlike poor old Adam, whose girlfriend tempted him, <laughs> I had a reverse procedure. I met my wife who was a Christian, I didn't know it at the time when I met her. I hadn't known her very long. And I said to her one day, you've got something. And I look into your eyes, you've got something. Yeah. And I hadn't seen it before. That's true. And we've been together now for several years, and it's, it's contagious. <laughs> it's contagious. She never plumped religion at me, she never discussed it, unless I raised the question. And I used to raise all the sorts of arguments that one does. Having been brought up as an engineer, you try to decide everything logically, mathematically. True. Um, it didn't seem to work. I've been reasonably, reasonably successful in my life in business, uh, but I was never fulfilled. Whenever I did a build a business yeah, up, something like that, I still wasn't satisfied. And Oh, two or three months ago, I'm really new in this, so I can't <coughs> preach the Bible like you do, because I don't know it all yet, I'm just reading it now. <laughs> um, I thought there must be something more in this, and then my wife started having our house meetings, and then people like Henry started to come into my life. And you can't resist Henry. <laughs> and between the love of them, last August, I asked Jesus to take over, and he slowly, he is. I, have, I can't say I'm full like Henry is, I hope it's going to come. Oh, it's coming. And it's happening, and I'm very pleased. And I came to the first revival meeting last Saturday, and I said to Henry, it's the happiest time I've had the last 20 years of my life, without any drink or anything else. But then I went, started reading the Bible, which I could never pick up before, and it says that the Lord calls upon you to use your gifts. That's right. Now I'm a good administrator, I can make things with my hands. But I never thought the first job I'd have to do for him would be to play the gum. <laughs> Use you in a mighty way. 
God is moving in all time power. It really is true. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that testimony. We glorify thy holy name. We praise you. Take off and use it in a mighty way. Baptize him with the Holy Ghost and fire. Use him, Lord, and use him to bring many more into this new and living way. That we might see a mighty Holy Ghost revival sweep through this land of ours again. From land's end to Jericho, men and women filled with the glory of God. For Jesus' sake, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you all. That's wonderful. I say, you've enjoyed this meeting, didn't you? Come here a minute and tell them that. Come on, look. You can, I can help you. You know you'll bless me, you all the while. Joe will smile in, she can look at face. Give me a clap then. Come on. I'm having some reason I met you. You encouraged me last week, you were up there, weren't you? You did it all of it, you encouraged him as well. Well, that, well, I think it was wonderful. Come all the way from Leicester, mother and her daughter. We appreciate and we thank you for coming. We've enjoyed uh, it. And now, now then, have you enjoyed? Just tell me how you felt. Just tell me. Yes, uplifted. You felt uplifted? Yes, we have. That's yes. Wonderful. Been yeah. a marvellous week after last Saturday. Uh, yes, go on. Um, we just, well, I felt very different. Um, I think my mother has perhaps in a lesser degree, but uh, we still have to be each other every day. But I certainly felt very different. You did. Terribly healthy, um, joyous. Uh, yes, I have. Um, I, I haven't been saved, unfortunately. Well, but that, that uh, <laughs> yeah, it will happen. Yeah. It will happen. I find this people want it. So why you put up? Why are you do it now then? Listen. What's your Christian name? Flossy. Uh, <laughs> Flossy. Well, I can tell you, Flossy, that Jesus loves you as much as he loves anybody. And it's the same with Flossy, it's the same with God, same with this, same with all. We have to come the old-fashioned way, taking Jesus into our hearts. And I'm that young lady there, she said, she's got to be in our house. She says, all right, you talk about being saved, but I want to be saved. So I said, come on and let's get you saved. Because all you do is say, I can't do anything, but it's just as we open your mouth. If you should believe in thy heart that Jesus died and rose again, confess with your mouth, thou shalt be saved. You talk yourself into it. Yeah. <laughs> if thou should believe in thy heart that Jesus died and rose again, confess with thy mouth, two things, heart and mouth, I shalt be saved. For the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Yeah. Did it did it click? Well, you can see what I mean. So yes. I believe him. Yes. You do believe that Jesus died and rose again, don't you? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. I know. You believe he died and rose again. Yes. Well, you say if you believe that and confess it with your mouth, you say. So just shut your eyes and say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. And save me now. And save me. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Was dying on Calvary for me. For dying on Calvary for me. I accept you as my own personal saviour. I accept you as my own personal saviour. And I thank you for saving me. And I thank you for saving me. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen.
Heavenly Father, we praise you write our sister's name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Lord God, I praise you so. Fill her with thy spirit. Set her on fire for thee. And use a blazed trail of love and joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. For Jesus' sake, amen. Everybody praise the Lord. You will never be the same again. A quick question with you, Sheila. This is a, a sister. Come on, Sheila. Bless you. What God are you? Come on, bless you. This meeting has come about through Sheila having cottage meetings. This is how it's all come about. We're going to her house, and then Sheila and I have been working together, and uh, we've been so happy about it, haven't we? We have. In fact, we've been excited. Come on, tell us something, Sheila. I don't know where we get it. Uh, oh, tonight, Henry. <laughs> 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 I don't know what to say. He's done so much just lately. Um, well, it's just, well, yes, unbelievable, you know. Yes, it is. It's just unbelievable. You've heard my husband had to say and all that. A marvelous, yes, it's wonderful. But it's my sister. My sister, yes, and Tell you what, what you're seeing tonight happening, please give all the glory to God. I want you to do that. It's so important. When we have such a move on Mansfield Marketplace, we saw the people saved, we saw the people delivered and filled with the Spirit. We were set free. All manner of things happened. We just had to go home and say, get on our knees and we thank we had a part in it. It's not of us. It's not a man, it's God that's doing this thing. But all he wants is channels and vessels. And in this meeting, they can raise up new men and women to declare the glory of God. Oh, it is exciting. Oh, it is thrilling. Praise the Lord. God coming This is the old time religion. Bless the Lord. Old time religion. Is there anyone else in this meeting would like me to pray for them? I'll pray for you now. Just put your hands up. Yes, is there anybody sick want to be prayed for? Well, just as a quick testament, Stuart, come up here and tell them how your wife got here. Come on, lad. Come and tell him. He rung me up in desperation some time ago. This is Stuart. He'll tell his testimony. He's a businessman, a contractor. Tell him what happened. Tell him what happened. It's only about the second meet I've ever been in with him, but that makes no difference in what it was safe. Tell him what happened to you quickly, Stuart. Uh, well, I'll try and make it as, as quickly as I can. Uh, this is a bit different to the other testimonies you've heard, probably. 
but uh, about five, five years ago, my wife became terribly ill. Um, I won't bother with the details, but uh, she got pro progressively worse. And uh, from about, she was quite a large woman, about 13 stone, and in the course of about three or four months, she got down to about below, below eight stone. And um, the doctors could find nothing, nothing malignant with her, but they still couldn't find it, what was causing it, you see. And she got so bad that I really thought I was going to lose her. And so in desperation, of course I've known Henry, Henry many, many years, in desperation I rang Henry up one, one Saturday, and, uh, well, just before that, we'd had such a bad night, I rang the doctor up about, oh, six o'clock in the morning, and he came and uh, he said that, a specialist that should have been seeing her in about another two months would have to be brought in, you know, this was on a Saturday, on the Monday. And, but I didn't think she would last out until Monday, she was so bad. Well, my daughter was at home, I run a little electrical shop and I, I went there but I couldn't concentrate on anything and I thought, well, the only thing I can do is to ring Henry. And, uh, you know, it's in my last hope. Uh, so I rang Henry. I remember the day very well. It was the day they opened the uh, revival centre on Beacon Hill Road. And Henry came after lunch and he prayed with my wife. She was, I don't think she hardly knew what Henry was saying because she was so ill. But Henry prayed with her and he, he came again on the following day with Ron and uh, they both prayed with her. And from that time, my wife never had a little, any more pain. Uh, she went into the hospital on the Monday, which the specialist uh, said she was getting get in, into the hospital on the Monday. And um, they gave her some food. She hadn't eaten anything except, well, she just drunk water and perhaps hadn't tried a, a poached egg occasionally, but nothing else. And they gave her a meal and she had no after effects of it. And uh, we went to see her the same night that she went into the hospital and she was sat up in bed spoke to us normally and said she, she felt much better and she got progressively better every day and uh, at the end of the week she was in the hospital about a fortnight under observation and the specialist who is a Christian that's uh, from Alston, what's his name? Mr. Redyard. He is a Christian himself. I often wish my wife had told her that she also was but she didn't unfortunately. But he, uh, towards the end of the fortnight, after all the tests, she, he said she could come home, and he said she was a remarkable woman. She, he couldn't understand it. He, she was a remarkable woman. And it all started immediately after Henry and Ron had been and prayed with her. So if that isn't a testimony of the love of Christ and what can be done through prayer, well, I don't know what is. So... Tell how you got saved quickly, boy. Um... Well, this was oh, about 15 years ago, would it be? I can't remember a long time. You'll be fed up in telling this. <laughs> well, uh, I was a bit troubled in my mind at the time, various things, and uh, Henry, I was working in Henry's glory room, doing some electrical work at the time, and uh, one night I, I wanted to see Henry about some problem that had cropped up, and I just met him uh, as he was coming in from one of his uh, meetings somewhere, and uh, I just saw him outside and said, could I have a word with you, please, Henry? 
And I wasn't a Christian at that time. I wasn't a terribly bad lad, but I wasn't a Christian. And uh, Henry said, in his usual way, he says, uh, I come upstairs, lad, have a cup of tea. Come and have a word with Con, have a cup of tea. So I went up with Henry, and um, uh, in about ten minutes after we had a cup of tea, Henry started talking to me, and uh, we got down on our knees, and from that time, I became a Christian. I was really converted. And when I walked from Henry's place, I'd got my car parked in the marketplace. I walked from Henry's house to the car, and I don't know how I ever got there. I thought I was flying. <laughs> I just felt as light as a feather. Bless you, Lord, all of you. Thank you. He's a grandmother. God bless all of you, too. Thank you, Matt. Ah, and it's not really up to you, there's a lot of lads up there saying, you know, you're It's marvelous, isn't it? It's nice to see what sort of folk we're going to live with in heaven, isn't it? Yeah. And they don't fall away, you know, for some of us. No, no. How many of you now? Time is gone now, brothers and sisters, but there's a glory cup of tea for you. But before we do go, we're all going to stand and sing, Why Don't You Lift Up Your Hands and Pray? Amen. 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 Why don't you?